and all the shade as usual bitch i miss y'all <laughs> our, our 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 feet our heels are coming for the next this episode so we are going to be trying to be as extra prepared as humanly possible um but first things first because we do this every episode um mental health check-in let's start with you boo because you was because we were both missing an action on friday i was overwhelmed and you actually had shit to do so what happened girl we're gonna talk about uh why my mental health is it's <laughs> oh it's just girl we want to talk about it in this third this next topic or one of these topics okay. that we got coming up but just know my mental health is cute but it could be better okay it's it's, um, it's gonna be very much like it's, it could be the Cheesecake Factory or something, you know, cute and fancy, but it's given very much like McDonald's, like at 2 a.m. and I'm and I'm drunk. Mm, that sounds like the nuggets is hard. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as my mental health goes, um, I wasn't here on Friday. I actually planned on being here um, on Friday. And it was honestly, it was just too much. There were too many details that were coming out about the shooting. And I just felt like I had to talk about it. And then I also felt like almost so traumatized by the whole situation. Like, I think since all of this has started, I think I went inside to one store and it was a gas station. (laughs) Okay. Uh, it's like, I just, I just can't handle it. So that's why I decided not to come on Friday, but I am very glad that I took the weekend to relax and come back to be here with y'all on Monday because we gotta, we gotta talk about it. Um, so let's get directly into our first topic. Now, Aaron, you were the one that came up with this one. So I need explanations. I need stories. Let's get to it. (laughs) So Negrophilia. So there has been this trend, hashtag black is beautiful from a bunch of white people on social media, usually white women saying things like, oh, black people love Kool-Aid. So they have like a picture of them holding some Kool-Aid and like, what my beautiful chocolate men at like this quote unquote appreciation post that they're doing for black men, hypersexualizing them as white women tend to do. and. This is literally what negrophilia is. The word negrophilia is derived from the French, which means the love of the Negro. And it was a term that avant-garde artists use amongst themselves to describe their fetishization of black culture. So yes, a lot has to do with the hypersexualization of black men or black people, 
but it also has to do with the fetishization of just black culture in general. So and it's bothering me a lot culture. because I want white people to understand when you say things like, oh, I want to try chocolate or, oh, I want a, a BBC or, oh, oh, you black, so I know you got a fat ass. That's not, that's racist. I'm telling you now, white people who like to say these kind of things, you're racist as fuck because you don't see us as human. You see us as a prop. You see us as an experience. You see us as something like an ex accessory or something. Um, and it's also very funny. I was um, looking through TikTok yesterday and I came upon uh, one of my very favorite uh, male cis creators. There's only like three. Um, but... And uh, a woman had gotten to his comment section, a white woman, of course, um, was saying like, my goodness, you should just have brown babies with me. Let's have brown babies with curly hair. And first of all, he got on so, so, so uncomfortable. Um, and he was just like, listen, I need you to first of all, stay away from me. Um, that because that's that's nothing that I want, and I also want you to realize that it's very strange because it also makes me realize that as much as white people absolutely adore um, black cock and all kinds of things that black people come <laughs> along with. <laughs> Sorry, that, that came out of so my throat. Much. It was really hard to say. Uh, it was just like, ah, oh, I really hate that word. Um, and all of those different things, you really don't want black children. You're fetishizing the mixedness within these kids. That makes, and not to say that mixed people are not black if they identify as such, not saying that, but you identify the fact that the, the fact that you are having somebody who still looks a little bit like you. It's got like the right mixture with the curly hair and the green eyes and all of a sudden you're just like, you're fetishizing this man completely. And I don't feel like people understand how absolutely gross that sounds. Like you've got to yeah. know. Like I hear people say, oh, well, the reason I want my children to be quote unquote lighter is because I just feel like they'll face less racial discrimination. I said, baby, if you if they're biracial, they're still going to face light skinned people still face racism. So this whole, know, oh, I need they, to be lighter and it's more more desirable. Just say that the closer you are to whiteness, the more desirable you are. But it is it's 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 on the it's on it's really bridging upon the insane side because it's one of those things that no matter what we say or how we say it or how we break it down as far as they're concerned we're just upset that they're white like it, it, it's the it's the most bizarre thing in the world to me like well they we are literally giving you uh reasons and we are breaking down all of those reasons and for some reason all they can come with oh my goodness i feel like you're just jealous i feel like you're just you have no self-awareness as to the reason why we don't like you, because it's not because you're white. It's because you act white. <laughs> Sorry, if you get it, you get it. You don't, you don't. I don't care. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not here to explain shit to anybody. Um, because I've even got my friends who happen to be white being like, "Man, I can't fucking stand white people." I'm like, "Bitch, that's what I'm talking about." <laughs> oh, girl, you already know. I don't do no. Oh, not all white people. Because, girl, let me tell you, a lot of white folks don't like, oh, well, don't, that's not me. Well, girl, okay then. But I'm, if you hear me say I'm sick of white people and it hits you and these bullets flying that hit you and touch and agree with your spirit, then that's on you. A hit dog is going to holler. I'm not going to say we're not all white people. I'm not going to say not all police. I'm not going to say not all billionaires. You're all going to get dragged when it comes to the system that you all benefit from. Not I'm all going black to drag it. 
that, like, Girl, let's talk. Like, about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, not all black men. Well, boo, if if this doesn't hurt you personally, why are you speaking? I've always wondered that because I'm just like, well, if you're one of the good ones, I'm just like, mm, I'm amazing. You know, you have that foundation of amazingness, right? If that's indeed the case, then why the fuck are you speaking? I'm not talking to you. Exactly. But it hits you because you know, deep down, you really are a piece of shit and I'm calling it out and it makes you upset. Sorry. Exactly. Let's play some of these messages. Shout out to the panel, top of it, Grand Rise and Shoe Rock in the building. What's happening? Great topic. What's up, Shoe Rock? Grand Rising, Sid and Aaron, Earth is Ghetto podcast. The Earth is Ghetto. I wanna leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I just have to do it for the people. You see, I just have to do it for the folks. <laughs> Necrophilia. Please do elaborate. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I also am very glad that you chose um, this particular topic because I feel like I'm seeing it so much more within the people who like to call themselves our allies. Um, they may not have done any work. They may not have done anything except fuck a black person. And as far as they are concerned, that's a source of activism. Ooh, let's talk about it because again, uh, for people just now joining, negrophilia, basically the fetishization or the hypersexualization of black men, black people in general, but especially black men, because this whole mendigo thing that they're trying to do, they that's really fucked up. It's not they don't see us as humans when they say, "Oh, I, you, I love black people. I love black dick, or I love, oh, you got a fat ass because you black and you black women have nice curves." They're fetishizing you. They're using you as an experience. They don't see you as human, and that's what negrophilia is about. But um, yeah, in the in the um, in the George Floyd protest, you had quote unquote these white liberals, women, holding up signs saying "Black cock matters" and shit like that, and thinking that they're doing the work. Girl, guillotines, get their ass out of here. You're, and and also, this is again the reason why I feel like the allyship thing is never going to work. If you look at allies in history, it means, hey, I gave you something, so therefore you're going to give me something. That's literally what allies are. And if I have to go ahead and give you a part of me in order you to fight for my own fucking life, I need you to know that it doesn't matter and that you're still a racist bitch, but you're just a racist bitch who likes black cock. And the black cock that's in continuing to insert themselves inside of you is a coon. <laughs> I'm going to play uh, this little video clip. This an interracial couple. Y'all got to speak on how the kids go. Textbook negrophilia. And the reason why I say that is because I often see that, oh, you kids going to look so attractive when it's an uh, interracial couple featuring a black person and, say, a white person. When it comes to, like, kids, I feel like that is the creepiest form of fetishization. It is so creepy to me. Now, I'm actually going to read a book on this term, but to me, I think it's closely related to Orientalism. It's an obsession of preconceived aesthetics derived from the person who is viewing someone rather than by the person who's being viewed. And I feel like with the people who make those weird comments like, oh, I wish I could have mixed kids or, oh, your kid's going to be so attractive when it refers to a mixed couple. I feel like they want parts of blackness without getting all of it. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, you see this obsession in multiple different facets of life. Like all the people who like to blackfish, they don't want to get too dark, but they want to get close to it. That mixed complexion. You see what I'm saying? It all connects. Makes my skin crawl. <laughs> 
But as soon as exactly, because girl, I know, like these Kardashians, for example, they don't know what color they don't know what color they want to be this week, but they're gonna make sure they ain't too dark because they they want to be a nigga, but they don't want to get the nigga experience. That's why I say all the time they want our rhythm and not our blues. I feel like that's the reason why I say constantly that they only want pieces of us. It's like they don't really want the dark skin. They want to be a nice, um, acceptable tan, you know, like Obama, like Barack Obama shade, something that makes white people feel safe. You know what I'm saying? They're looking for a that particular hue. They're looking for that particular loose curl pattern. But I feel like they're also not realizing that genetics is real. And that they can, that child can be very light and still come out with my nose and my hair texture and my bow and my, and, and then all of a sudden it's about featurism. Like, oh yeah, you still got the brightness, especially in, in the black community, that'll be accepted. But as far as white people are concerned, they can see that nigga coming from a mile away. And that's not right. really what they want. Exactly. Much love to you both. I hope you're having a good day. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to get this out. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little tipsy right now, but that's all right. Um, <laughs> anyways, I, both feel, I hope you both are having a great day. Um, but no, um, out here in Frankfurt, where I'm at, specifically near the Wiesbaden area, um, I'm living in Germany. Um, like, this is a real issue that we have out here when it comes to German women um, fetishizing like black men. It, it's so bad to the point where it's like, there's almost like a saying out here that like if you're a black military man who's stationed here you're going to leave with a child type shit because it's like the way that these german women like are literally be hunting down almost black men because it's like this weird fetish that they have especially with the idea of having a biracial child exactly exactly <laughs> I'm sorry, Sydney was over here. Th I'm looking at Sydney on my laptop, and she's just throwing shit at her cats because her cats are annoying the fuck out of her. But <laughs> you know, that's because Felix and Milo have no fucking chill, man. Do you want to be in or out, bitch? Sorry. Anyway, moving on. Um, but um, another, I think another thing that I I really want to make sure that we're driving home. This kind of fetishization is not love. It is not a compliment. This should not make you feel good. If you are a black person, and because I used to be in relationships where I didn't even realize I was being fetishized. I really thought these were compliments, but that was the, my lack of knowing my own history. I used to have this Hispanic guy who used to always, he, my nickname was chocolate strawberries. Mm. I feel like it took me a month or two to realize this is cringy. I have a name, which by the way, less syllables than chocolate strawberries. So it feels like you're doing more work for no reason. Um, and I feel like that's one of the things I need people to understand because there are gonna be those of them that are thinking, well, what if it's just a compliment? Oh, well, I guess we can't compare black people to chocolate anymore. Listen, let me tell you something. No, I'm letting you know right now, white people, Stop comparing us to food. Stop it. Stop it. Even if it's a hotep and they're like, oh, I think that you the most amazing melanated goddess, my Reese's Pieces cocoa queen. I don't want to hear that shit either. <laughs> Just girl, not to comparing us, not to comparing y'all to something they can pick up at the gas station. 
Nigga, I can't even be, I can't, I can't even be Lynch. I can't even be Godiva. You can't even make sure you get me out the mall. No, no. We <laughs> owe only corner store chocolate. Bitch, you out of your fucking mind. And it's insulting. Uh, <laughs> Look, in return, you should say, my beautiful turd king. <laughs> oh, you don't like that? It's also brown. Let me stop. It's <laughs> also brown. What are you talking about? It's, it's all a part of us. I can't believe you'd be upset about that. Yeesh. <laughs> Uh, calm down, big head. No, but um. But here's see, but here's feel... the thing, because I can I can already hear white people now. Well, you black people call us mayonnaise and Miracle Whip, and y'all call us tuna salad. So I feel like it's okay for us to call you niggers uh, chocolate and stuff like that because y'all be trying to, even though the shit you call us ain't getting us killed. But yeah, I don't see what the problem is. I'm just like, okay, the names that we have have gotten us raped, killed, and also experimented on. Um, I'm going to tell a lot of the people, I know that a lot of the people in this room are Black queer people like myself. Um, so I'm not going to tell you to look up this book. I'm really not going to. It's called Medical Apartheid. When I say I only could flip through that before I started to feel physically ill, I need people to understand the reason why they can compare us to objects because for a long time we were objects. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like this is the re- I feel like it goes over. I'm sorry that I'm it's sorry I called hard. you an envelope and mayo monkey. It's not the same. <laughs> so I, I promise you. I promise you. Me calling you a styrofoam plate is not going to get you hung on a tree. So sit your ass down next to your Elmer's glue. <laughs> Bro. Shout out to oh, the Colonel. God. Shout out to Aaron. Shout out to Sid. Shout out to Queen Sheena. Shout out to the Huntress. Shout out to Fun Fetty. Shout out to Issa. It's a shoe rock. Wow, they they was really going hard. You said they had up signs saying Black Cock Matters. Oh wow, how how disrespectful is that? That's just saying that that your allies is only cheek clappers and um sexual toys. <laughs> Well, I ain't that a bitch. Well, this red sun and this blue sun is about to eradicate everything. So, uh, hey, it's all good. Okay, let me tell you something. These white women and these uh, soccer moms, they said, look, we, we got to protect the niggers. We, we, we love black cock. <laughs> you mean Jabari can't come to my house anymore? Like, I don't. I, I love Javante. Even though you haven't pronounced that nigga's name since since the first day you met him, he's literally just laying pipe and going home. But whatever. Um, I, I you know what? I want to make a, another point, but I want to get back into these messages because I didn't realize there were so many hundreds. Can I tell you how many arguments and fights <laughs> I've gotten into it with you know women um, who who I've heard in passing or in conversation where you know they literally start fetishizing the idea of having a biracial child and someone who is biracial such as myself it's like the most frustrating shit to hear because it's like we're we're not like some weird ass like toy that you can just fucking make and create because you like the idea of what the maybe the texture of our hair would be or like oh you're gonna have colored eyes like like this like weird this is like really weird complex and um uh, it's like a real, it's like a real thing out here, like said, in the Wiesbaden area in Germany where I'm living, where like German women like literally are obsessed with the idea of being like being with like a black man.
And then it gets to the point where, you know, um, they, they're almost obsessed or um, so uh, in, in love with this idea of being with a black man that when a lot of them do get with black men, because, you know, of course, you have the issue within the melanated community where <laughs> black men, you know, fetishize and also like the idea of being with something, quote unquote, exotic or something, someone who's non-black or someone who's the furthest away from blackness because somehow you feel like that's giving a score on your card. Um, so it gets to the point where when they do get with these men, they then feel like, I don't want to, I don't know how else to say it, but they feel like almost like they're black. Like I literally will hear like German bitches with black men that are saying like the N word and shit and are literally like mimicking the culture and, and the identity of like black people and black women in particularly. Yeah, girl. And unfortunately, we have a lot of black men who strictly date outside the race and strictly date white women and will let them say nigga. Girl, mm -hmm. it's a mess. And next time you take your ass to this white family reunion and they say all sorts of fucked up shit, now you want to come back to us. But you just said, you I, know, I, girl. I, listen, I've literally had a man go ahead and tell me all I've been with is white women, you know, because I really wasn't into that that ghetto shit. I'm just like, oh, so this is the time where I order water. This is wonderful. But he continues and he says, I just want to let you know that you're actually the kind of black woman that I feel like I should really be with. Like, I think that you actually, I think you're going to lead me back to mama Africa, like for real. <laughs> I'm so weak. <laughs> it's a real conversation. I'm not joking. Girl, I would have blocked his ass. It was a long time ago. Shout out to the panel. This is Shoe Rock again. Hey, I was just watching some on YouTube. It was an interview. There's some guy, some man named Militia, guy named Aaron with tattoos all on him. Uh, I don't know the name of his podcast, but he's out there. And anyway, he was interviewing the guy Dame Dash, used to be with Jay-Z and Rockefeller. And uh, mm. he said something about Kanye knows what black people wanted. Dame Dash cut him off. He said, wait a minute. How is you as a <laughs> going to try to say something about us? And it was a uh, it was a white bra sitting next to Dame Dash. I reckon she was with him when he stood up for him and his people checking dude. Man, she got up and and exited herself. You know, so man, they just showing us a sex fetish. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to us talking about us and ours, reparations or whatever, reparations, uh, so called white friends, they get up and get out. You mm -hmm. know, silence is compliance. Mm -hmm. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, Kanye West, Kanye West, the same nigga that says that slavery was a choice. Kanye West, the same nigga that convinced was convincing black folks to vote for Trump. Girl, listen. Let's see. Yeah, the obsession with being with a black man. Mm, 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 mm. What do we do? It's a mess. It's a mess out here. Oh my God. Good morning and good morning, Sid. Um, that's so weird this conversation is coming up. Uh I had a dream about something like this. I, I don't know if it's the same thing, but um my mother had a child with my stepdad who is they're not married anymore, but I still call him my stepfather, right? 
forgot about that. And the baby was mixed. And it was a lot surrounding her being mixed. Um, she wasn't as light, I guess, as we expected. Um, and then it came to a point in my dream where I could not remember her name. And I remember asking my sister, like, what was her name? And we both couldn't remember her name. Now I'm like, what? What does that mean? That's <laughs> Yo. And I also just want to say, I've noticed the dynamics, like whenever, let's say, especially whether it's a black mom or a black dad, let's say they have already like an optically black child and they decide to, um, after being with that person, get with somebody white. I, I, I notice when they have a child with the white person, the differences to how they treat those two children are magnanimous. It is the most crazy thing to me that I've seen where you see like, oh, yes, this is my my half white sister. And then seeing the half white sister just get everything, especially if the mom is white. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. Those poor, bro. Blame black men. Yep, I said it. I blame black men for not carefully selecting who they mix races with. Period. We love accountability. We love to see it. <coughs> also, it's the voice for me. Damn. <laughs> That's why they weren't showing as much praise or, or, or appreciation or they weren't complimented as much as the mixed slash biracial looking people. Like, it's, it's very sad and disgusting. You know, children's Children's self-confidence, children's self-worth, children's, um, what is it, self-esteem is being diminished at a very early age within the Black community um, if they aren't uh, mixed, you know, exotic looking, or as some people might say, unambiguous looking. If they're not lighter complected, if they don't have a looser curl texture or bone straight hair, if they don't have... Um, color changing eyes like hazel to green or green to hazel or or uh what's another one blue or you know so it's considered rare it's it's considered you know quote unquote mm -hmm. which is crazy because black people can genetically have blonde hair black people can genetically have blue eyes black people can genetically have all of those things without ever being mixed that's so, because that's because black was the first race. Once upon a time, everyone was black. So this whole, oh, when I hear white folks say, oh, I'm not white, I'm a ginger. Bitch, you can be black and a ginger too. When the police pull me over, they're not going to say, oh, you're ginger. They're going to see your skin. They're all black gingers, just like they're all white gingers. Again, black was the first race. I feel like we we forget that on a regular basis, and which is why I think it's so crazy when um, the white girls will clap back to black women saying, well, you be wearing our hair, so what's the difference? And I'm like, bitch, ain't nobody buying European body wave. <laughs> I just, I just want to let you know, ain't nobody getting hair from the mountains of Caucasus. That's not happening. We get in Brazilian. We get in Malaysian. Nobody is doing that. Um, but then on top of that, all of those different hair textures can naturally come out of black people. <laughs> Literally, like naturally, and our hair will not fall apart. 
they when they try to appropriate our hairstyles, they like they got a fucking turds all over their head and their shit be falling apart because it wasn't Fall made for them. Like they don't have Fall our texture is different than them. They want to be us so bad. Yes, our hair is awesome. You wish you could have it, and you don't. Sorry. And we're not even gonna talk about assimilation as to the reason why black women had to wear wigs and head wraps to begin with. So stop it. Please hush. Read a book. Oh my god, you guys are so racist. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, Hunters, you didn't know that white women think if they suck enough or fuck enough black dick, they can start acting like they black, nigga. I hear it, look, especially like, girl, I'm in the fucking South. I see it all the time, like, they will be with, like, they have the boyfriend be black, and their boyfriend don't say shit. She just be saying nigga every other word. I'm like, damn, I can only imagine what be going on in the bedroom. What you let her do? Put a dog collar around your neck and call and say nigger cock and all this other shit? Oh, ooh, ooh. Sound like Mano. <laughs> I, I want you to beat me. Uh, let me stop. Oh um, so, <laughs> so, I, I, and listen, these, I've literally had a white woman tell me, oh, well, I'm like black by injection. What? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The penis was the injector. Oh, wow. That's a new one. I never heard of that. Oh, yes. Especially uh, black women in the South. It, sorry, especially white women in the South. Oh, my God. They love that shit. It is the weirdest thing in the world to me. And be like, well, you know, I've been... Ex and they also take it as a badge of oppression, being in an interracial relationship. Have you noticed? You don't even understand what I have to go through because, like, I'm with him. Like, my parents are looking at me strange. Like, I'm not even allowed to go to church with them anymore. They're very upset about it. And then I'm just like, what do you think he's going through? Curious. You know, I just really want the like nigger experience and I just feel so bad for you guys. So I just want to like, you know, figure that out and just help you guys out and put hashtag BLM on the bio and that way I can't be racist. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, and it continues. And the reason why I feel like this, I'm very glad that you decided to come up with this particular conversation, um, especially now as like we've always said on the show, there's nothing wrong with interracial relationships, especially when I'm talking to um, dark skinned black women. I need you to go to where the love is and where you are celebrated. I don't give a fuck what it looks like. However, I need y'all to be discerning a whole lot better. Black men, like, like Rashad said, <laughs> hey, black men, I blame you. You need to pick better women. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, and I, I, I really do. And this is the thing, though, because especially when black men get with white women and these mixed kids have white moms, which is a whole different side of things versus mixed kids with black moms who all who always have an identifier in, re in reference to their blackness versus the mixed kids with white moms who are just like everybody used to hate on me because I was light skinned and I was pretty and I never understood why. <laughs> differences, just differences. Uh, you can play more messages. Okay. So that black nigga was confused telling you, a queer black woman, that you gonna be the one. That, what's going on? Like you used to date men or something? I'm confused. Shout <laughs> <laughs> out to the promo. Shout out to the comment section. It's Shura. Hey, uh, I get it about Kanye West. You know, I don't care nothing about. I'm just saying it was a fact that. A wood had brought up what he know what our people fuck with, and the brother was just checking them on him, you know. So it's a lot of that. It always goes down, you know. Uh, 
Check your mayonnaise militia partners, man. I think, hey, uh, I also feel like in reference to Kanye West specifically, like Kanye West is like black Donald Trump, right? He just makes up shit. He just says it. And then everybody's like, oh my God, he was amazing. Have you seen his Yeezys? My shirts have holes in them, pay $1,200. Like, it's very weird. It's very fucking weird. And um, I noticed that he has like a following of some kind where whatever he says, whether it was slavery was a choice, whether it's like hugging on Trump and thanking him like he was his real daddy, like. This is why white people love him so much. Mm, listen, and when, and in actuality, we think as black people, we think that he's selling out, but at which he obviously is, but in reality, he's just playing to his base. Just like Donald Trump would play to his base, Kanye West is just playing to his base. I just don't have any respect for that. Getting that white coin. I've dated outside my race. Don't care about it. Don't think too much about it. If a woman's beautiful, she's beautiful. Black, white, Asian, don't matter to me. But whenever it was outside of my race, I never really had a white girlfriend. But like Latinas and Filipina, whatever. But like I, I really didn't like when they would be on some nigga shit. Like you can you can be into me, but like don't be into me because you want to be in the car singing G Unit and saying nigga in the words or whatever, you know. Bruh. That is so right, Sid. Like it's not a compliment. Like I said, when when um <laughs> even I'm sorry, even when I get it from you know black men in particularly who love you know who have told me, ooh, I like that you light skin. Okay, what bitch? Okay, so you tell me if I was dark skin that I wouldn't be as beautiful? Okay. Mm. Or, or or I only like you know mixed girls. Okay, we're not that great, you know. We're 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 pretty regular. The fuck, like it's like these weird. It's it's weird, man. I really don't understand like humans. <laughs> like God. Um, but yeah, you're right, Sid. Absolutely, it's definitely not a compliment, and I just hate that sometimes like we are so like uneducated about ourselves and just like the you know the the social aspect of people that a, a lot of us do take it as a fucking compliment and go along with that shit and perpetuate it exactly like girl this is why I like folks be like oh you're cute for this or you're cute for that or i usually don't go for that for people like you but girl miss me with that bullshit because i don't have time but again, white people think that that the standard whiteness has always been the standard. So they're like, "Oh, you'll be the first black guy. I'm gonna try black this time." Bitch, kick rocks and open toe sandals and get the fuck out of my face. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Aaron. Yeah, oh, goodness, I've just been listening for the most part. But yeah, Kanye, I had to say something. Kanye definitely just makes me sad because he is to me an agent of chaos, and whether he realizes it or not. And I do feel bad that. Um, he doesn't get his mind checked. He doesn't get probably the therapy and counseling that he needs to help him realize that um, there is a certain level of his narcissism that I feel like is going to be um, part of his destruction. That's uh, to me, that's his self-sabotage and that he allows himself to take on any supporter. It doesn't matter what side they're on. Uh, it doesn't matter what they actually stand up for, but it seems like he'll just take the attention. He'll take whatever feeds his ego. And that's a shame because of the influence that he has had on a lot of the youth and even um, my generation 
as well. It's just, you know, uh, it's a process, I suppose. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all, we are going to move on to the next topic. And I'm letting you, I'm letting people just now join in or whatever now. Because we're talking about transphobia. And I'm not finna have, I'm not finna deal with no transphobia in these motherfucking comments. So keep it cute. Know that where you're at, Earth is Ghetto Podcast is a black queer podcast. So I'm not trying to hear, oh, well, the reason she deserved to get killed was, or if she would have done that, not trying to hear no transphobic ass shit. Um, and I also just want to let everybody know, if you have mixed feelings about this topic, click off. Click off. Yeah, it's not for you. like quickly, quick, click off quick, because white people, oh, I have mixed feelings about black folks. See how that shit works? Get the fuck out of my face. All right. So now that we have that, go ahead. So the Vern Cox has released a Barbie doll. Laverne, this will be the first trans Barbie doll. And like ever, like the first transgender Barbie doll. And people are very, very, very angry about that. And I'm trying to figure out why, because is it stopping y'all from getting a paycheck? Is y'all so is white supremacy over with? Or we is capitalism gone? So we're gonna prioritize this. I'm confused as to why this is the top priority for so many of y'all straight people who are so y'all trying to turn our kids trans. A piece of a plastic ass toy you think is going to turn your kids trans. And um, I think I think when you mentioned it, I was like, yo, when I used to get white dolls, I would turn them black when I was young. So it didn't matter what doll I had. I made sure that the, the dolls that I owned had my own identifiers on them. So I need to let you know that thank you for the representation. Like, we all know that representation, representation is powerful, but we also need to understand representation doesn't actually fix anything representation actually lets you know that something is possible therefore it can go ahead and like give you all kinds of like you know um energy within yourself to do different things all that good stuff but representation on its own it doesn't change legislation it doesn't keep us from dying it doesn't do any of that we have to i feel like we'd never make those distinctions we're just like oh my god i was just so glad to be there exactly and i want y'all to realize how y'all sound when y'all say, oh my God, we can't have Barbie transgender Barbie dolls because y'all sound just like when white folk when we first had these black Barbie dolls come out. Oh my God, why everything got to be about race? Y'all forcing this on... Bitch. It's all sorts of forms of life out here. Once again, it's not all about you. Trans people exist. So you're going to have trans Barbie dolls. Black people exist. So you're going to have black Barbie dolls. Disabled people exist. You're going to have Barbie dolls with this disabled, all sorts of shit. So stop making this be, oh my God, y'all trying to turn my kids trans. And I feel like the worst part is, is that we are, they are so, they're almost drunk with their, um, with their fear at this point. It's like anytime anything happens, they just have to see a gay person on TV, a gay person doing anything, a queer person doing anything. And they're just like, they're taking over. And I'm like, you do realize you sound like hysterical white people, right? Here we go again, black folks taking over. The woke culture, everything gotta be about race. 
uh, first of all, everything is about race. So when white folks say, oh, everything, why everything about race? Everything is about race. You're showing your privilege because you don't have to talk about it. That's literally all it is. Why does everything have to be about race? The reason why you're upset is because that's not an issue for you. So you're trying to figure out how to. Do you know what country you're in? So it's the bubble. It's like, oh, wait, what? Racism? Like, I'm literally, I was watching something on TV where somebody was interviewing people from Boston. And uh, whether you know or you don't, Boston's one of the most racist cities that there's ever been. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, especially in the North. And then they, uh, we're talking to random white folks. like, do you think that racism is here in Boston? And this white man turns around and is like, you know what? I don't think I'm ever seeing it. Word. <sighs> wow. Yeah, of course they don't. They don't have to see it. That's the thing. Imagine telling my black ass, oh, well, you know, I don't think racism is here. I don't. Bitch, you're not black. Just like when straight folks, oh, well, you know, homophobia ain't that bad. Bitch, someone literally called me a faggot a few days ago. What the fuck are you talking about? So I'm not Says trying to hear this song. Oh, it's, 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 everything got to be about race. Everything is about race. Do you know what country you're in? Do you, hell, quite frankly, do you know what world you live in? Child. The things I just wanted to. He pointed it out, though, you know, to her. Because I, I, as a matter of fact, I think before he opened his mouth to speak, I think she asked him because she saw me looking at the baby. She's like, oh, do you know her? Blah, blah, blah. And then I think that's when he replied, um, I think um, she likes me or whatever, or, you know, I, I think she's checking for me um, because of you or something, like, as if to make it seem like I was jealous of her. And that's another thing that these idiotic Black men need to stop doing. Stop telling your non-Black white counterparts or, or mixed, quote-unquote, exotical-looking counterparts that we're lusting after you, that, that we want you in a sexual or intimate way. I don't. He was not my type at all. Not because of his complexion, not because of his melanated hue, but because of his character and his demeanor, the way that he carried mm. himself and, and the things that he said. You know, it's just... <laughs> okay, get a hold of yourself. Mm. The, the, the jealousy is real. About fucking time. <laughs> Literally, that's my reaction. About fucking time. Because, you know, people want to act like trans people just appeared out of nowhere within these past five years. No, trans people have always fucking existed. And I, and I, as a young girl, like, I know what it feels like to get a Barbie doll, obviously, that looks like you. Like, when I got my first black Barbie doll, I was like, holy shit, she is like me. I can relate to this girl right here. Because these straight-headed blonde bitches that I was playing with, I don't understand. So... <laughs> It was nice getting a black Barbie doll. And I know that's going to be the exact same reaction and experience that a young trans um, child will have if they get a transgender Barbie doll. And it's like, oh, I, I don't feel so weird about how I am. And I don't feel like I'm odd. I don't feel like I'm outside of the normal. Like, you're okay. Like, representation definitely does make someone feel good. A hundred percent. And I feel like 
and like and I will always say representation matters because like I said I used to turn my dolls black so what were trans kids doing um with their dolls to, in order to identify do you know what I mean so I know seeing it is going to be a really big thing but look when I hear about the 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 heterosexuals are losing their minds over this I always think to myself you know at the end of the day this doesn't actually give trans kids more rights just because uh Laverne Cox has a doll it doesn't mean that all of a sudden the don't say gay law is gone it doesn't mean that trans kids aren't still gonna be persecuted in texas it, do, you, it, do you see what i'm saying and i and as much as like i i'm so glad for representation you know that in the south people uh, local walmarts are going to be like we can't have that doll here come on i just want y'all to stop equating like certain activities to someone's sexual orientation there are plenty of straight men today who played with barbie dolls when they were younger and are still straight because again it's a damn plastic ass toy and and vice versa i when i was younger i was put into many sports um all this masculine ass bullshit and girl i'm gay as hell so it, you can't equate what someone does oh this dog gonna make my son gay or this and that that's not how that shit works um and you know what? I just actually thought of a story it was a black teacher on TikTok and she was actually wanted to have a PSA for black parents. And she's a dance teacher. She was like, I cannot count how many times I have seen parents just crush a little black boy's dream to dance. Every time they're in here, well, I don't want them to be too girly. I don't want them to be, um, I don't want them to be bullied. I don't want them to be this. All of the excuses, they try to say that I'm doing this because I'm a good parent when really this has everything to do with them and the way they see themselves and the way that that now, um, now quote unquote, feminine presenting child reflects on them. And she and was saying- The nerve, like, for black mom, black moms, actually, y'all be playing y'all selves when y'all say, I don't want my son to be too girly. I can't do that feminist shit. So what does that say about you? Because once again, mm. homophobia and misogyny go hand in hand. So what does that think about? So you're basically telling on yourself. Why is there mm -hmm. a problem? Why do you hate femininity so much? Self-hate, man. It's the self-hate for me because a lot of biphobic, homophobic, transphobic black women, you, you are really um, shitting on yourself when you are shitting on uh, black, uh, pe uh, black people, uh, black queer people in this way. You're literally shitting on yourself. Oh that looks like a man how many black men have called you a man just because you're dark-skinned just Ooh, because you don't have a small shake like listen listen i'm a i'm a i am not a small black woman i am five foot eight and i am 230 pounds so do you know how many times that i have been masculinized by black men let's 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 really stop it that shit is only hurting yourself like when you're saying, oh, that one, look at all their shoulders, so on and so forth, you trying to be me, blah, blah, blah. Do you know how many women are saying that to us when we are the blueprint? Black trans women are the blueprint. We should be holding, we should be arm in arm. Because guess what? Black men aren't, pretend, aren't protecting us. In fact, they're killing us. Black femicide is a thing. They're killing them. So we're actually going to be against a, a, another person who's going through the same exact thing that we are? It doesn't make sense. Shooting yourself in the foot was a person. It, it, it's, it's crazy. We need to have a topic about um, black men and femininity. It, this is going to piss a lot of people off. I can already see it when we do talk about this. It's okay for black men to be feminine. It's okay. I promise you it's okay. We... Black men, like, they do this thing. It's like they have to hang on to this patriarchy. 
was again wasn't made for them patriarchy was not made for black men they want to hang on to this patriarchy alpha male super masculine bullshit and it's getting them nowhere because once again without your masculinity what else are you bringing to the table besides massage noir colorism um homophobia transphobia femicide and all these other things what else are you doing to for the betterment of the black community as a whole without using divide and conquer tactics and using the same tactics that white men have been using to oppress people within your community like me and sydney what else are you bringing you are they're worried about white people viewing black men as weak and that's where they hate black feminine men because they're so worried about what the white man's going to think it don't matter how masculine you are they still see you as less than so I don't give a damn how much you capitalize the letter B in black and all this other shit to, and do all this stuff. They're still going to see you as that. It doesn't matter how macho masculine you act. So they cling on to the masculinity because without it, they have nothing else to give. They don't even have a personality, to be honest, because as far as they're concerned, I was here to provide, protect, and to hate. Mm. At, at, at this point. And I feel like the only thing that is uniting um, uh, straight people and um, the only thing that seems to be uniting straight people is white supremacy. They don't realize it's white supremacy, but it's an agent of white supremacy because we it wasn't in Africa before colonization. It's one of the spider veins. You're basically being an agent of white supremacy and then you have put blackface on it. So now you're convincing yourself that you're working for the black community. Yo, what a mind fuck. Talk about the sunken place. Right. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see the problem at all. Um, I, I just actually, um, I actually think they should also have um, um, dolls representing uh people with down syndrome and bank robber dolls and uh all those type of people everything in society just throw it up in there <laughs> i see what you're trying to do that was cute you tried it yeah no you completely tried it but that was that was cute that was cute and now i now i know exactly how uh, how ableist you are now i know that not only do you hate blacks and gays but now you also hate disabled people like I just 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 putting it out there because there's no reason why there shouldn't be um, dolls that represent people who have um, disabilities. That's actually a beautiful thing for children to see. I'm not surprised. Like BS Blues, he said he's compared the LGBT community to uh, pedof to pedophiles and murderers. So I knew it was too good to be true when he said he agreed. I said I'm just I was waiting for the butt or waiting for some other fuckery to come at later mm -hmm. during the sentence. Because I've heard some of his talks, the stuff that he says about queer folks is disgusting. So I'm not surprised with that. Okay, that's that's. This cool. is just ridiculous. Uh, yeah. To me, it's just kind of it's unironically the same thing that that folks are talking about with replacement theory, except for it put instead instead of putting in black folks, just put in queer folks. And what's crazy is white folks and black folks, particularly cis uh, folks both participate in that weird irrational fear that weird act of applying the replacement theory to their existence is so silly to me uh, a transgender dial um, a transgender green m&m like come on these again like you said said they are representations uh but they're not necessarily the solutions to the inequalities that we have out here and how ridiculous is that 
to push back against a fictional character against these things that don't that are not actually in reality these are these are toys this is that's just so, so silly to me people are so goofy out here yo it's 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 why we're trying to get the fuck out of here bro okay uh my my cash app is in my bio if any white people would like to or people who happen to be white <laughs> would like to go ahead and donate um to me get to the sydney getting the fuck out of here fund please do so um but the reason why um i'm so glad that aaron actually thought of this topic um because i want you guys to see the dichotomy yes let's go ahead and celebrate the representation of uh, mattel giving us a trans doll but let's also talk about what's also currently happening on the very other side of this where representation is not going to save um so a former virginia tech football player um was acquitted of, of a beating death and this i just want to let you guys know the way that this article written is written is very fucking transphobic i'm going to read it as it is but just know, but you know what the fuck is going on just so you know uh he was acquitted of the beating death of a man he thought was a woman this is the case of catfishing going all the way left leaving one man killed Oh my God, a, a jury on Friday acquitted a former Virginia Tech football player who has been accused of fatally beating a man. He says he initially believed from Tinder, from a Tinder match to be a woman. They're dead naming, they're misgendering, it's disgusting. Um, a jury on Friday acquitted a former um, Virginia Tech football player um, who was accused of fatally beating a man. He says he initially believed from Tinder, um, a Tinder match to be a woman. The, uh, the former football player is 19 years old, was not found guilty of a charge of second degree murder in the 2021 death of Jerry Smith, 40 years old of Blackbird. The jury deliberated for approximately three hours, returning its verdict at 6.30. And um, he said he, he uh, that the football player, he visited Smith last April to engage in oral sex after matching with someone named Angie on Tinder. They literally put Angie in quotation marks. Oh, my God. Okay, the next month, the next month, he returned to the victim's apartment to verify his gender. The linebacker then groped Smith before allegedly beating him to death, a, textify, a de detective testified. So this was premeditated murder. And he just got off scot-free. But yet y'all want to say, oh, well, all she had to do was disclose. It doesn't matter if they disclose. Even if they do disclose, they still are getting killed. It just breaks my heart. Because I, I can't, we're not going to pretend that I don't love the fact that there's a, a transgendered um, doll now, like a, a black trans woman as a doll. It's a beautiful thing. But look what it's not changing. Look what it doesn't do. I, and that's I, I why I also like, to understand. This whole disclosure thing, like, there was this trans woman who matched with this guy on this dating app. And she told him as soon as they started talking that she was trans. And then the guy acted like he was okay with it, drove all the way to her place and killed her. So stop with this whole, well, she, she shouldn't have tricked him. No such thing. Cause you niggas don't disclose y'all's STI results. You niggas don't disclose your four, five baby mamas you were with. You niggas don't disclose shit. Mm. Mm. So stop with this whole, well, she should have disclosed. And even, then, why the fuck do I say, oh, I think I need to kill this person now. The fuck is wrong with y'all? And the fact that they were acquitted. Do you know what acquittal is? 
you don't even have anything on your record after an acquittal. So we won't even know that this man's a predator and that he's going to kill you. That's a murderer. Child, it's a mess. That, that literally makes me fucking sick when I hear that. Like, mm. oh, they, they, they hid their gender. What? If I'm a trans woman, I identify as a woman. I am a woman. So what do I what what do I need to disclose? I'm not a man. Like, <laughs> oh my god, bro. I know. So he just got away with murdering someone because, like I said, we live in such a transphobic society that it's like he's the victim. Oh, you've been bamboozled. He was bamboozled. So it's only okay that he had that reaction. Bitch, what? What? Are you? What? Mm. Oh, my fucking head. Brad. Why does this man's feelings matter so much more than this woman's life? Mm. <sighs> I guess the only thing to do, I guess, is be our own police, police ourselves and help each other out. That's what we need to do in this community. I don't understand this community. We need to help each other. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, that's the only thing I could think of. We need to help protect anybody that's gay, transgender, lesbian, bisexual, mm -hmm. all of that. Like we need to understand each other. We need to Yeah, this Black queer people specifically, because the white queer mm -hmm. side does not have the same issues and they are not dying at the same rate. And just like black men are in their neighborhoods, like, oh, we're gonna protect our communities, we really have to be on the same shit. Just saying, because they're not protecting us. I think a lot of, I think a lot of these straight niggas are just, they don't, they think it's gay to be with a trans woman, which first of all, doesn't make any sense. Because if you're going to use that same kind of logic and say, oh, trans woman, that makes me gay because we're so focused on genitalia. I've been on dates with trans men, women to men, people who are women and now men. So does that mean that I'm straight all of a sudden since we're going to focus on just the genitalia? You see how that shit works? No, that doesn't make me straight. They're still going to call me a faggot. But the, the masculinity is so fragile that the, they just sex over-sexualize it and think, oh, I'm going to focus on genitalia. So that means I must be gay. They are afraid that they will have to unlearn a lot of the bullshit of Western society that Western society has taught us. They will have to rethink everything when it comes to gender fluidity and sexuality as a whole. And that's what scares the shit out of them. And that's why they don't want to date a trans woman. And you know what? We're going to, as we always do on this podcast, because we are always going to make sure to bring it back to history. We are always going to bring it back to who we were before colonization. Um, and the reason why I wanted to end this topic in this way is because I want Black straight people to know how, what an ancestral betrayal your existence is. I need you to understand that. Me being myself, Aaron being themselves, is more African than you will ever be. Because they love to say, oh, the white man, that's what make, 
white folks making black folks gay. No, baby, we're as pro-black as it can get. Africa was, Africa, the motherland was queer as fuck. And gender, there was, we didn't have a gender. So stop with this whole, oh, the white man's making you gay. You're betraying your ancestors and you're actually not as pro-black as you think you are. 100. And this is going to be for the um, black queer women in the room because you have history too baby it's not because we always talk about black trans women and black gay men we don't really talk so much about uh black lesbians so let's talk about it there we do have the clip let's go (laughs) wasn't ready for that (laughs) Um, my bad (laughs) hold on girl keep talking oh it's okay But I was also going to say, I'm so glad that I actually found this clip on TikTok because whenever we're learning about African um, history or like talking about African sexuality before colonization, we do concentrate so much on uh, black queer men. And I feel like it leaves out black queer women as well. Piece of history that you learned this year. I'll go first. I learned that. I'm going to try to give this in 60 seconds, but last year I read this book, Boy Wives and Female Husbands, and in the book it discusses queerness in post-colonial and pre-colonial Africa. The article that I'm representing today is discussing lesbian intercourse in Zanzibar, which is off the coast of Tanzania. Um, women in Zanzibar typically had lesbian intercourse with other women on their station, typically if you're a higher class. However, sometimes uh, lesbian intercourse would occur between a higher class woman and her servant. Um, they had three terms for queer intercourse, kulubana, which is to lick one another, kusagana, which is to rub the private parts against each other, and kujita embo ya impigo, which is to furnish oneself with an ebony penis. Long story short, our ancestors were making dildos out of wood or ivory and drilling holes in them and pouring warm water into them in order to emulate male ejaculation while they're having lesbian sex. Wow. But, yo, we've been carrying backpacks forever, girl. Listen, <laughs> we've been backpacking and strapping since the beginning of time. And I need people to understand that our that your queerness is still African. This is why I will always say that the Earth is Ghetto podcast is always going to be your arsenal against the people who say you don't belong. Because we not only do we belong, bitch, you need to learn from us. <laughs> Bitch, we we are like divine as fuck, nigga. And you don't even realize it. When you want to talk about black girl magic and black boy joy and black boy magic and all of these other terms and stuff, we originated the magic that was within the melanin. Stop. Oh, I also am gonna make sure that I say before we go ahead and actually move on to the next topic because like i said um it's really a big deal that we have with these conversations as often as we do whenever i learn new information let me tell you something i am so fucking excited i am so excited to bring it to y'all because i know that a lot of people who are listening do not know these things which is why i make sure to post the links in the spotify so y'all can always do your own research you can see where i got it from it's been it's so important for me uh, for me to give you guys as much information as humanly possible because people will deny you 
they will deny you your entry into blackness when in actuality i am blackness and it's and it's and i need you to understand that you're talking with low vibrational people when shit like that happens now um this was a topic that i came up with because i was so i was so fucked up by the audio that we're going to play um now let's be transparent so growing up in the church um I was molested. Growing up in the church, I was beaten for speaking um, against a man of God. Um, the church is where I saw probably, not only did I experience um, sexual abuse, but I also, but I also witnessed it and often. Um, so I also want um, people to understand that it is really, really important that things like this are highlighted and that we uh, see it. I, I, I feel, I think we may be having trouble with the audio. Uh, unfortunately, this is gonna be a very sucky video to explain. <laughs> um, but I am going to, I'm actually gonna try and play it myself. So hold on. Um, and Aaron, don't talk so because I don't want it to to reverb. So hold on, we're gonna we're gonna actually try this. We're gonna see if it's if it's even possible, y'all. <laughs> and you know, Aaron is looking at me like, "Bitch, are you sure? <laughs> I know how you do with technology. I know I don't know if that's what you really want to click on. I'm not that old. Let me try. Okay, yeah. look, you just making sure. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm gonna. All right, you can go ahead and uh. Uh, mute yourself. I'm going to try playing it now. Hold on. We are crossing fingers. Will you play? All right. It says it's loading. We'll see. Like I said, this is going to be a really oh, here. When you took my fraternity on your office floor, do you remember that? I know you do, and I have plenty of other stories that I could bring to your remembrance. You did things to my teenage body that had never and should have never been done. If you can't admit the truth, you have to answer to God. You are not the victim here. I know that you can tell the truth because this is the lie. Then all you need to tell the truth. Listen, my wife is not just a daughter, it's another daughter who is a teenager. And I will not let this man talk about my wife like that. Yeah, for nine years, when she was 15, 16, the sexual grooming started. And it lasted until she and I we started dating. This is the truth. And that's all we're going to say, except. So this pastor was talking to his church and he was talking about how he had committed adultery on his wife and how he had stepped out in his marriage. And the lady that he did it with, that lady,
the child at the time that he had dealing with, um, came forward and said, I was 16. What do you mean adultery? No, 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 sir. You are a groomer. You are a manipulator. And you are a pedo. I'm not even going to lie to you. That's not even the worst part. This is. You did. You did. I asked you to forgive me. And that's all I can do. You're going up to give him hugs. Just they said, we love you, Pastor. And then as a group, they got up to go hug this man. Now, just admit it. To manipulate a 16-year-old girl. In 2019, I did a video on the statute of limitations and how with SA, statute of limitations on a minor shouldn't be existent. Four to ten years, these are the states reserving. But the thing that shocked a lot of people that really shouldn't shock people is the two biggest lobbyers against the statute of limitations. The second biggest lobbyer against statute of limitations is the Boy Scouts of America. Why? Why? Is the Boy Scouts of America lobbying against statute of limitations? What are you doing in there? What? Okay, I successfully played a video. Let me tell you something, Aaron. You better clap for me. Okay. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, girl. I even know I can do it, y'all. Listen. <laughs> okay. Um. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like the shade room. Thoughts. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you, girl. I heard about fifty five percent of the audio. It's giving it the quality was giving very much SoundCloud. Oh, so I may have to have you like just elaborate a little bit more on the T. Oh damn! It was it the same for everybody? I'm so sorry. That sucks. Okay, so basically, um, there was um, a man who was actually talking to his congregation and talking about how he was admitting to having a, 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 a admitting to adultery. And then his victim walked on the stage um, and said that when she was 16, that he had that he had molested her and because he was trying to pass it off as just adultery, like there was two consenting adults. The husband actually got on stage with her and said, you are not going to call my wife a liar. I know that this happened. This happened for nine years up until she started met me and started dating me. And then after confessing that, he asked for forgiveness to the congregation and a bunch of people from the congreg congregation embrace him and say, we forgive you, Pastor. Girl, this is why I'm saying like, it's giving very much cult, like this whole don't speak bad on God's chosen ones. Anyone can get dragged. Pastors, like, I don't give a fuck how, quote, unquote, close you are to God. He, they are no closer to God than uh, some of these murderers out here, to be honest. Mm. I'm going mm. to drag it. This whole, you shouldn't speak bad on God's anointed ones. Girl, why not? And how anointed can they be by the fucking way? Uh, Huntress. I'm not surprised at all that that is something that is the fucking reaction because I've seen that shit myself, you know, growing up in, you know, a Southern Baptist church. And yes, a lot of churches do harbor 
pedophilia. And you see that even in the context of telling young women that the way that you dress have to be, you know, uh, have to be accommodating to men. You know, you you don't want to you don't want to tempt him. Yes, I know that you're 15 and 14 and that, you know, you're growing into your body. But you make sure that you're you're dressing and you're presenting yourself in a way where it's not going to cause a grown man to act out in sin when it comes to you. Because it's essentially it's your fault, because once again, you were you were making him act outside of his flesh. Whew, y'all, this. My blood is boiling. And oh, I know, I know. I'm just gonna have to go with Aaron, fucking guillotine, fucking <laughs> off with their fucking heads. <laughs> because really, we forgive you, Pastor. We forgive yep. you for fucking uh, committing adultery. What a what a what a cover up. <laughs> it's it's you cheating on your wife. That's the bad part. Not you fucking around with a 16 year old girl. That's that's not the issue. Oh no no no! Like oh my god! Listen, God God, god works in mysterious ways. We listen. <laughs> we gotta forgive him. We gotta forgive him. He God chose him to speak to us. We gotta forgive him. Listen, kind of like um, them. with some with these uh, voters and who they vote for when it comes to politicians. Um, oh, we don't give a fuck. Who gives a fuck what he did in the past? Um. We gotta, we gotta see the bigger picture. I'm like, the bigger picture. What the fuck are you talking about? But yeah, it's a mess out here. And I was just thinking, like, <laughs> if it, like, it's so crazy that whenever there's a mass shooting at a church, it's always like racially motivated, or it's always like on 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 some fuck shit. Not like I've been abused my entire life by this organization, and I'm tired of the bullshit. Never, ne- never that. <laughs> Um, I feel like for me, it gave me, um, a lot of flashbacks myself. Um, my grandfather, uh, was a straight up pedophile and was fucking this 15 year old girl in the church. Um, I think her name was Angel. She got pregnant and that bitch disappeared. We never saw her again. My grandfather was 60. Gross. And, um... I realize that church is a such a hotbed for this type of thing because literally because of the way the religion is set up. You're not allowed to question a man. You're not allowed to question the church. Do you know that the bylaws of that church for that sa- the, the same video that we just heard, somebody actually pulled out the bylaws and they and the handbook for it and it says you are not allowed to tell Pastor Lowe anything. You're not ever allowed to um, admonish Pastor Lowe, period. So how can human sex trafficking and molestation not happen in these spaces? They so, they, they so, they trying to hang on to this book so bad. And that, that same book is telling a woman to be silent in the church. So that shit like this can keep happening. Girl, it's a mess. Hmm. I don't know why y'all still subscribe to that fucking book. Not a single woman wrote a book in that fucking... Girl, let me calm down. Listen, and apparently Mary Magdalene perhaps did write a book, but guess what book didn't make it into the Bible? 
I'll give you one guess. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. So um, you want to explain? You want to explain what you mean when you say um, no hate like Christian love for the listeners? Well, I feel like, especially growing up in the church, as far as I was concerned, it was the probably the most hateful place that I've ever been, that I've had to be at. And they would always dress it up in like, well, in love. Well, the only, I would rather kill you than you be gay because I in love In the name you. of Jesus. I in the name you. of Jesus. May the Lord open under his <laughs> God told me to kick you out my house because of your decisions. The devil, the homosexual spirit is on you. I'm like, bitch, if there was a homosexual spirit, then there would be a heterosexual spirit as well. So what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> they, 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 can't, they, they can't do checks and balances and logic at the same time. It's just too much. Um... And I, I really want to say that um, I saw a, um, and I think I talked about it before, it was a woman who had gone to go protest at a um, abortion clinic. And because there was a lot of anti, um, there was a lot of, I, I'm sorry, they say a pro-life, they're anti-life that's not in the womb. So the anti-life people were there. And um, one of them, and a black man said this to a black woman, uh, she suffered from, um, she actually had burn scars on her body. And he said to her, hell, I said that hellfire burn, don't it? You see what you did, what you went through? She was like, well, I was burned by water. So actually I don't, but, um, and, Think about that. That's a person who's supposed to be all of these quote unquote Christian values. That's why I always laugh when they say the conservative parties is the is the party of values. Girl. The party of values that'll completely and totally rationalize my death and apparently will rationalize the burn scars I have all over my body because obviously I did something wrong and that's why I was burnt by hellfire. Girl, they value oppression. That's it. Yet when somebody dies from cancer, they'll say, well, you know, God's just gaining another angel. And I'm just like, your God is a sadistic fuck. Your God is a narcissist. Prove to me that you that you are worthy for me. Your God's a fucking narcissist. And he's not all loving. So stop with this whole, oh, well, God saw something. God protect my child from the bus crash, even though 19 other children died. So were they lives not special because he saw something in your child and not them? And then what's the other way around? Oh, it was that time ago. Girl, y'all pick and choose when God works and when he doesn't. And the fact, once again, I keep saying he, the fact that we gave this deity a gender lets me know how limited the human mind is. The straight human mind. Mm. Um, and I am going to move on because I know this is a triggering topic for a lot of black queer people because a lot of black queer people have experienced this inside of the church. We've been experiencing um, being just abused and whether it was behind closed doors or humiliated in front of the congregation or any of those things, it is, it's really, really traumatic. Um, so I just want everybody to know, I, I, for those of them have, who have been through something like this, um, you didn't deserve it. And I need you to dedicate your life to going to spaces that only celebrate you for your mental health. 
Mm-hmm. The next topic we're going to talk about is what does family mean to you? And feel free to leave a comment. What do you think family really means to you? Because black queer people, we really don't have a good relationship with our family, let alone our parents, but just our family as a whole. We, For the most part, we don't have a good relationship with our family like that. Recently, I had a family reunion that I had to tone myself down for. And y'all know I hate doing that dumbass shit. Um, but it's not like anything bad happened, but I just felt like I was on eggshells. And they kept asking me this dumb. They kept asking this dumbass question like, oh, you ain't got a girlfriend yet. Families do this shady thing of like asking you, do you have a girlfriend when they know what the T is? Bitch, you already know. You know I suck dick. Stop asking me, do I have a girlfriend? Meanwhile, I'm saying, <laughs> meanwhile, I'm saying girl and bitch every other word. But you asking me, do, did I slide in some clit or, or cootie or whatever it's called this week? You asking me shit like that. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm being a bad bitch in these streets. Stop asking me that shit. But yeah, long story short, being like family is subjective to me. Like Sydney said, I only go where I'm celebrated. I shouldn't have to keep like I shouldn't have to deepen my voice and do all this other shit to make them feel good. Because at the end of the day, I guarantee you, if I did come out, they would be so disappointed. Not that I would give a fuck. I promise you, I, I promise you, I'm gonna sleep well at night. But they would be disappointed, and I'm done with that. I'm not. I'm not doing that anymore when it comes to that. So, oh, well, let's come visit your real family. And da, 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 da. I'm not doing that dumbass shit anymore. Because that was, I don't want to say it was a disaster, but it just felt so forced. And I don't see how they see it. I, I guarantee most family members know when someone is gay. They just do this whole denial thing because of God. And, oh, it's just, they think it's just a phase. They know what the T is. So my question is after an experience like that, um, or after experiences like that, does your definition of family change? Yes. Well, it's, it's changed for a long time ago, ever since I was kicked out, but, um, (laughs) yeah, family is subjective as hell. This whole. Oh, well, blood is all you got. and Ain't no real family like blood. That's bullshit to me. Family celebrates who you are, not the idea of what they want you to be. And so, yeah. No, I was going to say, and I feel like for black queer people, we have, we are naturally dispositioned to find our own family because we know that the place that we are not in is safe. Um, and we may be physically, we won't be physically dead, <laughs> but mentally we're being attacked on a regular basis, whether it's inside the house or out of the house. So I feel like we're already naturally predisposed to co- always find our own family. Like, like Aaron is my family now. Like that's a part of my tribe. That's a part of my people. Do you understand? And it's like, as I continue, I, when I finally see people that actually see me, and the multiplicity of me and can respect all facets, those people become your tribe. And then your blood family um, ends up taking quite the back seat. But it's honestly because of the fact that they've never even tried to understand you. I feel like we forget how like forgiving Black queer people are. Because I know, especially for Aaron, um, 
there's misgendering all the time, constantly. They appreciate people trying so much, like, oh shit, that's not what it is. Like, like, versus the person who's just like, oh, that's not what I see, so that's not what I'm gonna call you, go fuck yourself. Cause that's what they get. Mm -hmm. That's that's the reaction 90% of the fucking time. So when you find that 10%, you're gonna find connection. You're gonna find tribe, you're gonna find family. Cause I, I deal with that a lot. Like, oh, well, you don't non-binary. I never heard of that. That's a new term. First of all, it's not. It's been it's been around for ages. Y'all just again, y'all don't do the research because you don't want to do the research because that's not something that you're interested in because it's not heteronormative. So non-binary, transgenderism, all these things. This is nothing new. And this this whole thing of oh, well, you don't look non-binary. You got on sweatpants and a muscle shirt. Gender identity is different from gender expression. So I don't give a damn what I'm wearing for that day. You need to say they, them. And that's just that on that. I'm not trying to hear, oh, well, that's not what that is. How do you want to tell me, the person living this fucking experience, what it is and what it's not? You as a straight person. A cisgender straight person. Stop telling me what, what you think um, gender queerness is supposed to look like. That gets on my fucking nerves. I, and it happened the same with uh, Janelle Monet when she said that, you know, I feel like I'm more than a woman, that I, that's why I define myself with they, them. She was like, I'll always go by she, but I now understand what it is to go by they, them, and was explaining that process. And all people in the comments like, oh, so you're going to be they, them with titties? You're going to be they, them with a pussy? And I'm just like, oh, my God. It's like, tell me you're stupid without telling me you're stupid. Did you hear what she said? Can can you think outside your binary system for five seconds? And it's because you can't deepen your mind. Everybody else is wrong. That's what I can't understand. We got a message from Groovy. Hey, Groovy. Family is your team, not your genes. Period. I can't see the time because my clock is completely wrong. I've been driving since 3 a.m. But um, I do see that y'all changed the topic. What does family mean to you? Well, I just going to be quiet as hell. A lot of family members ain't shit. They, they only basically <laughs> use you to please them. So if you die, they really don't miss you. They miss what the fuck you do for them. So mm -hmm. it's some family members, you know, like, hey, you can call them fam. I'll call you fam all day, but I don't trust you. I know your ass is a snake. Ooh. But I mean, so they say blood is thicker than water. Uh, a lot of cases that's not because it'd be your own family. They do you wrong. They don't um, encourage you. They always doubt shit that you do. But then they're the first ones they hand out. So I don't know what to say about that topic. Exactly. Exactly. Girl, because I'm going to tell you, at this damn reunion, I had some, like, my uncles were telling me, oh, I'm just so proud of you. You becoming a real man. First of all, they, they, again, man, stop. But I, I just didn't want to deal with the fuckery, so I just let it slide. Because, again, they just kept saying man. But, oh, I'm so proud of you. I'm like, would you be, though, if I told you that I was queer, non-binary, and atheist? Mm. And I also just want to put out there that the blood is thicker than water. The full quote is actually, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. 
So they're literally saying <laughs> the covenant, the the at least to me, my interpretation of the covenant is the what I the the tribe that I have with other people is stronger than the water of the womb, which means that my mother may not like me. Mm. <laughs> like let's be real. Let's be honest. We don't even talk about the full coat. We always say blood is thicker than water. And then we actually look at the full coat. It literally means the opposite. Um I, I guess another question that I want to ask you about this uh, family reunion, I guess, was there anybody at the family reunion that you felt like, okay, maybe I can have a safe space just a little, or was it just full masking the entire time? The only person that I was really talking to the whole time was my cousin, because she knows. But everyone else, all these other um, older people who are just stuck in their ways of religion and God, 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 every other sentence, because it, it's it's crazy how much they talk about God. Like, girl, yeah, so it it was it was awkward. Like, this whole, oh, I'm so proud of you. It's like, deep down, I know you wouldn't be, because I'm queer and atheist yeah. and non-binary. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's so awkward going to these family events. I have to, it's like, I shouldn't have to fucking act masculine. You know I hate doing that dumb ass shit. I don't like doing this whole macho masculine bullshit that doesn't even exist. Not doing it to make them feel comfortable. I'm done doing that. And when it comes to African parents, Jamaican parents, they they put so much on academia, right? Like, yo, uh, Aaron got uh, what bachelor's now? Like, listen, look, and that's gonna be the thing. They're like, oh, we're so proud of you, Aaron. Oh my goodness! But guess what? That bachelor's that you're so proud of. Once I tell you that I'm gay, somehow somehow that bachelor's doesn't matter so much to you. Right. It's like everything goes out the window and this whole, oh, well, now you got to get your master. It's, it's this thing with Jamaican families. It's like, it's no such thing as being like, once you accomplish a goal, you're not there yet. You have to keep going. Okay, now you made it here. Now you got to keep going. You got to keep pushing, pushing, work, 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 work. I'm not doing that dumb ass shit. They would, if I told them that you and I was start this whole podcast and platform and brand and all that, they would be so confused. But, um, yeah, it was it was awkward. Um, it was annoying. I'm glad it's over. Um, Will yeah. Another, will you go to another family reunion, or is that going to be your? Uh, this has been your experience. You didn't feel welcomed, uh, and you decided like none or like what's your decision going forward? I guess. I'm not going to another family reunion until, um, I'm not going unless I can bring my man and hold his hand and let him know what the tea is and then not look at me crazy or say anything stupid or ignorant. But if that if they're not gonna do that, I'm not going to that shit. Same one same thing when people ask me, when you go you should come to my church. My church ain't like that. When you gonna come to church again? When I can bring my man and hold his hand just like straight people can do in church and not be looked at crazy for it. Then I will go to a fucking church. And when your pastor ain't fucking talking about Solomon Gomorrah every fucking Sunday service and you know it's gay folks in your audience. Even though they fucking the little kids. Even though they fucking little and then you have fucking deacons fucking little kids and you talk about and you bashing gay folks and you have a whole choir director who's gay. Read the room. <laughs> Read the room. I'm play some more messages. Wilson. What does family mean to me? That could be a whole lot of things. 
Because family don't necessarily be somebody you blood related to. It be somebody that you end up developing a friendship with and get extremely close with and can trust and confide in and can be dependable and some other things like that. Now, sometimes family, the people that you blood relate to don't even match any of those things if they do match some of that stuff. Listen, I've had friends, man, I've had friends give me a space in their home. I have had friends go ahead and give me, uh, give me like really be family when I didn't have it. Like, and, and these were people who I met when I was homeless. When I was homeless, the people who they used to call the foot draggers, <laughs> which is another word for ladies of the night, um, those were the women who were cis and trans who protected me when I was on the street. Mm. Like those were the people who were like literally willing to like put like put themselves in front of danger for me. I remember one of those why... friends. Uh, sorry, and I was gonna say, one of those girls straight up told me, you will never ever have to do this. If you are hungry or you need something, I will make sure to give you food. I promise this ain't the life you want. Like that, I will never forget that that woman, um, that black trans woman protected me with her whole life. I wish I knew where she was. But and as far as this, I'm concerned, that's still family. This is why ballroom and house culture is so important because as black queer people, we have we have to choose our family. We get to choose our family because, again, I have a house mother and a house father. A house mother is, for people in the audience, a house mother and a house father isn't your biological father or mother. These are people who take you in as one of their own. A lot of black LGBT, a lot of black LGBT people are kicked out of their homes and have to find somewhere to stay. That's why you have ballroom and house culture. I still talk to my house mother to this day. And my house father as well. Like, I stayed there when I was homeless. And they took care of me. And it was, I was free to be as flamboyant and faggoty as I wanted to. Because once again, <laughs> because let me tell you, I've, it, it just feels, it's so welcoming. And that's why it's so important. So yes, family is subjective. I'm not trying to hear this whole, well, family is all you, your biological, that's all you got. And that's who you're going to come back to. No. Because once again, people are being kicked out of home, even killed from their own biological families as well. Especially where we come from. Jesus. Message. Okay, I'm going to give y'all part one. I just got into a family member over a family member that I completely raised. And I literally told them this. You stay putting the kids that you take care of in your house, you spoon fed them, you put them on a pedestal. The one is on all type of drugs and they're screwing all different type of random men. I do not like that. You can be gay, but just don't be going out there screwing any random man like you just don't give a fuck because that's how you spread diseases. Meanwhile, their own child is gay and they literally said they were disappointed in, you know, X, Y, Z, Meanwhile, their own child not only has their own business, has an education, and only has one man. And so, and then does, and don't do any drugs whatsoever. But you got these people living in your house, and you put them on a higher pedestal. Mmm. Mmm. The same ones who come on Five Baby Mamas? Part two. 
And I literally told them, you chose all your women over your kids. So therefore, I guess it's wrong for you not to notice that the, the kids you put on a higher pedestal is doing all this shit and right in front of your face because you don't even know your own kids. And so, yes, I do have a problem with that because you basically down-talked your own son because, you know, he preferred men. But your son is not doing nothing compared to your stepson that's living right under your roof. You wouldn't even give your kid your own social security number to go to college. I gave them my social security number and they went to college. I paid for their school. I did all that shit because I do not care Damn. about your sexuality. That's your choice. But you would not call somebody an abomination and then put another body, you know, somebody else get on a higher pedestal and you don't even realize they're doing all kind of worse shit there is, period, point blank. Exactly. Exactly. Prime mm. example. Message from Grinch Face. Hey, Grinch. Uh, I don't know if you guys know where this is at, but uh, Silver Dollar City in Branson, Missouri. When I first met my girlfriend, she was working there. Um, we had, like, kind of a long-distance thing. And, like, she had to lie about her religion. Uh, everybody else did. The entire, like, production crew, the entire theater, uh, all gay. Super gay. And um, very, very, like, you know, characteristic of, I can say that I'm part of the community. <laughs> uh, there are very, they had all of it. It was very blatantly obvious that these people were gay. And um, they can fire you for it because they're a private corporation and they make most of the revenue in that town. Wow. Fuck, there's people on stereo. I am, like, scared to tell that about, you know, like, tell people that I'm bi. Um, because I don't want, I don't want to deal with the aftermath and how that I um, am ruining families or like, you know, um, that I'm not, I'm not a man or whatever. Because it does happen. Um, it turns out. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. Biphobia. Biphobia is a real thing. A lot of people think that for some reason it's okay for bisexual, like for women to be bisexual because that's more nat, quote unquote, natural for women to be more sexually fluid. But if you're a man and you say that you dare say that you're bisexual, no, you're just transitioning to the being gay. You're not really bi. You can't like both. No, ma'am. Sexuality is fluid as fuck, regardless of who you like the gender or whatever. There are a lot of bisexual men out here than we'd like to think that there are. So stop with this whole, oh, well, women, women more fluid than men. No, bitch. And like, girl, I, I don't know where that whole idea. Oh, I, you just really gay. Bitch, how you going, who are you to tell this bisexual man what makes his dick hard and what doesn't? Like, wouldn't that be something that they would have to tell you? How do you know? It's, and it, I feel like it's really unfortunate because the biphobia literally goes across all orientations. There mm -hmm. are so much gay men who are like, oh, well, he's with a woman. Well, he's, he's just, he's just gay. He's just gay. I don't know. He, he's still pretending right now. That's all it is. He, that's all it is. As if it's impossible. You've got biphobic women. You have biphobic um, lesbians. Like it's, it's ridiculous how much we'll just say, you don't know yourself and you're confused. I cannot tell it's you how many times I've been told I'm, I'm confused. It's stupid. Like. Channing Tatum's bisexual, and he got a whole wife and kids. And people are like, oh, my God, well, he living... Y'all are stupid as fuck. Y'all are stupid. <laughs> That's all I got to say. You, you, you know? 
uh, we can move on to the next topic. Um, straight people, if you are listening, we are going to be talking about queer sex. So you, I'm not finna sugarcoat and make y'all feel comfortable because y'all can talk about y'all straight heteronormative shit and be nasty as fuck all y'all want to on this app. But that's what we're about to do on this motherfucking podcast. We're about to talk about um, some gay shit. So yeah, I don't know if y'all, I'm not gonna be politically correct. I don't know what that is. We about to get into it. So Sydney, oh my <laughs> next topic. <God. laughs> next topic. Oh my goodness, the sun is up. <laughs> Whenever the I sun is, up. <laughs> don't care. They do it all the time. I was just at work around these straight niggas talking about how they made their bitch squirt and then gave her cream pies. But as soon as I say, "Oh, he's cute," oh, tone it down. No, bitch. Y'all can all eat my ass. It's so funny. And then we literally talk about, yeah, I was beating that pussy up. I'll tell you what. And then Aaron's like, you know what? I think that they're attractive. Oh, with this gay shit everywhere. You're like, nigga, what? It, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so. But my question for you for this topic, does oh, size matter? <laughs> Oh my goodness. So as a former size queen, um, I'm still going to say in a sense, cause, cause <laughs> like, cause I used to be like a super size, a size queen, but then, you know, you have sex with guys where, you know, the dick isn't as big and you're still like, really truly enjoying yourself and you're just like hmm. um and i also think um the reason why i also felt that way is because i've had sex with men who have big dicks who have no idea what they're doing who seem like their only goal is hurting me mm. um so so after a while i started associating like oversized penises with pain <laughs> <laughs> So after a while, it was like, because I remember distinctly, I can't believe I'm talking about this. I hate you, Aaron. Okay. So. Welcome to Arthur's Ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember distinctly sitting in a room with this thing and he pulled it out. And I remember looking at him and being like, okay, so I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I have to get my keys and go home. Um, because you're going to impale me i don't need shadows passing my eyes right oh i just i just wanted to enjoy some fun time i don't want to like not walk later do you know what i mean okay because they be these niggas be trying to have us like ariana grande walking side to side let me tell you something <laughs> like girl because i'm not gonna lie when i when i was a freshly um uh, freshly gay I was like, oh, I was like only going for like the 10 inches and up. I was like, oh, yeah, girl, it has to be at least 10. And I did the damn thing. I did what I had to do. But now I'm like, "Mm, you know, I got work in the morning and y'all can't be ripping me in half like that. So I I just, it doesn't matter to me now. But um, if anything, I prefer give me like a cute seven. And we can just call it a night because, girl, like I said, I got work in the morning and you're trying to have me call out. I ain't got time for all that. Y'all ain't going to be ripping me up and having having me popping blood vessels and shit. I'm not going to do that. Blood vessels? Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. So, but I, I will say, and, and I also, and I completely agree with Aaron at this point. It's like seven with a little girth. We're, I feel like we're, we're, we're definitely okay. Um, but I feel even like, then, I can like it doesn't, it doesn't. Okay. I will say this long as they can get the job done. If y'all know what I mean, if they get the job done and I, it can make me do what I got to do to, you know, a little squirt squirt, we good. So <laughs> Yeah, um, if they can get, because like I said, I would rather, when it comes to relationship, it definitely doesn't matter, because I would rather have, you know, an average-sized dick and have someone who's loyal and can communicate and who isn't a piece of shit than the fucking 11-inch-ass fuckboy who is a piece of shit, and then his stroke game is usually terrible anyway, because a lot of these yeah. niggas with big dicks don't know how to use it. Yeah, but, um, they're drunk. Yeah. They're drunk with power of having a big dick. They're like, oh, it's heavy. I don't need to do anything else. And you're just like, that's not... That's not how this works. And by the way, 11 inches. See, child, I feel like I thought that I was doing all right. Like, I can't do no 10. 10. I, like, look, when I, in my past, like, again, me being Jamaican, I will only go for Jamaicans. And you know what the T is. But, um. Them skinny Yeah, like, as long as they, when it comes to relationship, I don't care as long as you're an amazing person. And it's plenty, again. Sydney, no, Sydney, you know, I don't even be fucking like that. I don't be having penetrative queer sex like that when I do. I prefer to do just the mouth stuff, to be honest. But if mm-hmm. I do, it, look, as long as it can get the job done, because some of these niggas with big-ass dicks find pleasure in giving their partner pain. I have to look that up, see what the root of that is, because some of these niggas mm-hmm. like to see you, they like to see you in pain for some reason, and that turns out, I have to look that up. It's yeah, I forgot what it was called too, but I know exactly what you're talking about. And I also want to say there's a lot of men who may not have as much dick, but they um, come with way more prowess. They come with toys. They come willing to please. They come, like it is. And I feel like it's because um, a lot of times they feel like they have to overcompensate. What I don't feel like it's overcompensation. I feel like it's just you being open with sex. Whereas a lot of niggas with big dicks will refuse refuse to have anybody bring a, a vibrator into the room because as far as they're concerned that emasculates them mm. sadism is what it's called or sadism 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 yeah that. that's, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's a it definitely no yeah it's definitely a little a little sadist like there's like almost no reason for some of the things that they want to go i'm like no i don't turn that way i need you to calm down stop doing that like that hurts. I, I'm in pain. I want to see your stomach move. Nigga, if you see my stomach move, you need to take me to the hospital. <laughs> That's not okay. Girl, whatever makes them feel masculine, I guess. But yeah, to answer the people's question, does size matter? When I first came out and I was like, oh my God, dig, 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 dig. that was always in my mind. I was like, oh, it has to be huge as fuck. Now, it doesn't matter because, again, like I said, I don't be fucking like that. But Look, when I if it's someone that I care about and they can get the job done, I don't care. Because again, I'm not really big on like people can't help what they have. Like, bitch, you can't choose how big your dick is, or how like just like women can't choose how like 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 it's yeah. I don't care who you are. High powered vibrations feel good. The robots are taking our jobs. What you need, you don't That's need that vibrator. Happy. Put that vibrator down. You need, you don't need that. I, I'm your vibrator. I'm like, girl, well, fix your stroke game then because it's not given.
but you don't vibrate. Ooh. You don't even get you don't get warm like like. <laughs> girl, they just be sitting there. I'm like, girl, I, I get it, but it's like it's like. But dude, no, I'm saying like these vibrators are amazing. They get warm now. They do everything. So like they do everything. I got one that um I got one that like does this. You see? <laughs> oh my god! What? It like rotates kind of once you insert it in your hole. I told y'all <laughs> I'm gonna get explicit. Y'all want to stay in the room? That's on y'all. Oh my god! Y'all know I don't give a fuck. Listen, that rose toy is doing a lot. For the bitches in the community. I just want to let you know. <laughs> Can I say something real quick? Oh, Jesus. So, I'm straight. I'm a straight woman. And I just don't like when you gays talk like this. You guys get too overboard. And this is why I feel like you guys are attacking how you guys are trying to change our kids and make them gay. Because you guys are so vulgar. And that's just so weird. Because that's not natural to God. So, I would really love if you would tone it down. <laughs> don't 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 cry hannah um well actually i i would like you to cry because i'm gonna let you know that i love white tears like in general they're delicious but um i, That's I, I <laughs> it's okay i'm okay with that uh <laughs> message from fletch yes said i love the fun size dudes that you know have to you know, put a little extra work in because of what they might yeah. not have in length, but they do make up for and creativity, endurance, and effort. I appreciate that. Yes, I'm not a size queen at the end of the day. Um, when we're talking about as far as like the vaginal wall, uh, the vaginal opening, that's only six inches pretty much deep. If you're pushing past that, you're going around the cervix. And I can't, I don't, I don't understand why anybody would want anything going up in there that's beyond what you were built for and that's both in the vagina and the anus but i guess i get it but yeah like you said aaron there's some people out here who like pain and there's some people out here who like to give pain some of that sadomasochism in when it comes to penetration is whew, uh good luck for those individuals but me no no size queen and over here i think you would you know let if it fits just you know the middle porridge please the middle porridge Girl, let me tell you, because some of these tops just think they can just ram. They, they just, they just okay. so quick to just put. I'm like, no, bitch, like you're not gonna do that. And once again, I gotta wake up for work in the morning. You're not gonna have me walking side to side like Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want, I want to, I want to make you bleed, bitch. I, I don't have periods, so who finna bleed? I'm not gonna do that. Listen, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so, and I also before I also just want to say, like the the whole the whole size thing in in general and like i i've actually seen when men are like yes i want to i want to give you some type of pain it's really weird but on the very 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 much of the flip side um i have experienced a penis that was about the size of a pacifier mm-hmm. so and i'm not going to lie i didn't know what to do and I feel like, I, and I don't want to shame. Let's talk no- about that. Oh what should God. we do when we come in, across situations like when we have when we come across like a tic tac dick? What should we tell that person? Or like, what should we do? Uh, <laughs> okay, but th- this is the thing: when you have like when you have two M and M's in a tic tac, right? 
and you and you want me like I don't I don't know what to do. I don't. I I think I think what I would do I'd be like, how about you just eat me out? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And but I all and I and I. But the thing about it is there's space for those men and those men are indeed valid. So it's like, uh, but then there, you know what I mean? Because I've walked away from a sexual situation just because a nigga had dirty nails. Okay. I was like, who's going? Where's that going? Sorry. Like, did you, that's how you feel? No, you have no respect for me, sir. And, and, and I keep it pushing, literally put my panties on and get the fuck out the door. It happened. But when you're, you have, you're with a really nice guy and they can't sexually satisfy you, do you because and my whole thing is like i don't need penetration do you know what i mean like i mm -hmm. am completely okay without penetration but then i always feel like does that mean they're missing out obviously this is a bigger conversation and we only have like five minutes left so <laughs> i didn't realize i looked at the clock just now i'm like damn <laughs> and of course this is the conversation we end on aaron i hate you i'm like hey, the sun is bright it's in the sky and we just and, look <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with Morning sex is a thing. We can talk about sex in the morning. <laughs> morning sex is a great thing, by the way. But anyway, um, so, so, um, unfortunately, we do have to go ahead and get the fuck out of here because I realize I still I know it's Memorial Day, but a nigga trying to move, so I'm trying to get that time and a half today. Okay, um, so I gotta go ahead and log in. But um, as per usual, I just want to thank everybody um, who has been in the room, everybody in the room right now, Queen China, Truthly Speaks, Groovy, Wilton, um, and everybody else who was in the room, Fletch, Asin, I really appreciate every, every single one of you. And damn, I just want to say how awesome this journey has been. And I'm so happy that this is something that we are expanding. And I just want to say, we were just talking about queer family. I just want to welcome you to the Earth is Ghetto Queer Family. Period. You can um, find us on Instagram, which is in both of our bios. And we do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, for the most part. And, <laughs> and you can um, also follow us on Instagram, our Instagram podcast page, earth underscore is underscore ghetto underscore. You can also listen to our podcast episodes on Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and Google Podcasts. And obviously on here. But uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys so much. We love y'all so much. Especially to our loyal supporters who's always here every fucking episode. I don't know how y'all put up with our crazy asses, but y'all still be here. <laughs> Well, remember thank that you being so queer much. is African and we will see you hoes girl what day is it Monday or Wednesday it's Monday child <laughs> we will see you hoes on Wednesday oh also I, I almost forgot if any of y'all are feeling extra generous and want to show some little extra support for the Earth Together podcast me and Sydney have our podcast, um, our cash apps in our bios and that's it Donate to us getting out of here. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye, hoes.